right, Pastor Pichardo, why don't you come up? Started our Filipino ministry. He's been in Daly City, if I'm not mistaken, since 2006, 2007, okay? And uh, just a great, great friend of ours, and just we, we're so glad of uh, the work he's doing there. You ever been to the church? It's just phenomenal, and uh, so we're glad to have him. It just worked out. He said, I'm going to be in town on this weekend. I'm like, that's anniversary. I want to have you speak. And so let's give Pastor Pichardo a warm Pacific Baptist welcome. Thank you, Pastor, for the privilege. First of all, I would like to congratulate the church again on the, your 35th anniversary. May God continue to bless the church, the people, and, of course, the leadership that may God continue to uh, reach more souls in this area uh, through the ministries of Pacific Baptist Church. God brought us here in 2002 in the old Pacific Avenue building. And uh, I still remember the Filipino ministry uh, started, uh, you know, putting carpets when pastor wants to change the, the uh, you know, the... the uh, Sitting arrangement there, so, and a lot of the men are still here. A lot of the families are still here, so what a blessing. Uh, <clears throat> please include us in, our, in your prayers regarding our building situation. And also, uh, please pray for me. I'm still in pain. We just got into an accident last Friday. It was, uh, we were rear-ended in the freeway, so. Uh, after we get back home, there's going to be testings and MRIs. But my wife said, oh, we're rich, you know. So we got a lawyer, amen. So, but uh, my, my concern is my health, amen. I have a lot of salon pass, amen. So, but uh, I want to be, I want to be short t today and uh, uh, I miss the big days here, so I thank God that God brought us here uh, during your anniversary Sunday. Uh, let's all stand, please. Second Chronicles, just two verses. I want to be, I'm not going to be long, and uh, I pray that this will be a help. Second Chronicles chapter 5. Second Chronicles chapter 5, I will read verse 13 and join with me with verse 14. Second Chronicles 5 verse 13, And it came even to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and praise the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And then the house was filled with cloud, even the house of the Lord. Verse 14 together. So the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Let us pray. Loving Father, we praise you and thank you for the many blessings you've given Pacific Baptist Church. We love this church. 
I pray, Lord, that you please use me to be a channel of blessing. Lord, if there's anyone here not saved, I pray, I pray Lord, that you please save souls today. Encourage the believers. And I pray also, Lord, that you please strengthen them as well in their, when it comes to their faith, that they will live for you. I pray, Lord, that the message will be a help this morning, this, this afternoon. We ask all these things in Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Be seated, please. Thank you. This is the dedication of, the, uh, of Solomon's temple. So could you imagine, just like what we have here, it's an exciting time. It's a celebration. This is also fulfillment of the promise that God made to David. David wants to build the temple, but God said, no, you are a man of war. You have bloody hands. And so God raised Solomon, his son, to build the temple. Here in chapter 5 of 2 Chronicles, the building was finished and it was being dedicated. In our text, I want you to see what happened here in our text, verse 13. The Bible says here that the house of God was filled no, thank God, you know, this morning the house was filled with people. And that's what we want, amen? But notice what happened here. The house of God was filled with the glory of God. Oh, we want people to be in the house of God. But more than that is the glory of God. The Greek word is doxa, where we get the word doxology. Church should be a place where we can experience the glory of God. Church is a place where we can feel the moving of God. Church is a place where we can hear the voice of God. Church is a place that we could see the power of God. Church is a place where we could even smell God. Some of you know, you know, we, we've been there, you know, go to a bar, the different smell, amen? But if you go to church, you could smell even God. I want to preach on this subject this morning, uh, this afternoon. God's glory in the church. God's glory in the church. The word glory here, it, it speaks of its splendor. It's, it's magnificence. It's, uh, it's worth. It's beauty. David said in Psalms 29 verse 2, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. I want you to see three reasons here why God filled the house of God with his glory. I want you to see first of all, there's reverence. They reverence God, or it means that respect, that recognition, His worth, that He is worthy. In uh, verse 1 here, Solomon here, after finishing the building, Solomon, the Bible says here in verse 1, thus all the work that Solomon made for the house of the Lord was finished, and Solomon brought in all the things that David, his father, had dedicated. In 1 Chronicles 29, we're not going to turn there, but David, out of his own resources, 
gave gold after the things of gold, silver, and all precious stones. Some, uh, some uh, Bible scholars believe David was able to give billions of dollars. So you could see here that David not only loved God, he loves the house of God, and he loves the work of God. And so here, David was gone. Solomon here was honoring. He was reverencing David here by bringing all the silver and the gold. It, this is a sacrificial gift. As I was uh, reading this and seeing the building that you have here, these are all testament of the sacrifices of the people of Pacific Baptist Church. And by the way, God is pleased. Amen? Every time, you know, God is pleased with our sacrifices. I want to thank all the workers this morning. You know, I remember Pastor, you know, when we were in charge of the, uh, the food. Amen? We have hot dogs. We put some mayonnaise. Amen? So uh, people love it, except some. Amen? But, uh, but uh, we've been there. And, uh, you know, it brings back memories. Thank God for the workers. Those are sacrifices. And all the, you know, people that are here serving. Thank God for uh, your services. But I want you to see here in verse 2. Notice the Bible says here, verse 2. Then Solomon assembled the elders. These are the leaders of Israel. Notice here, and all the heads. I want you to see, first of all, all the leaders of Israel were there. All the leaders were there. They were reverencing God. You know, they were, it was leadership by example. You see, by their attendance as a leader. If you are a ministry leader, if you are doing something, you know, big days like this, you need to be here. Amen? Uh, you know, by their attendance, by their presence, you know, they are demonstrating the importance of the event. Friends, if you are in a leadership position, your faithfulness sets the tone. It is a must. Amen? It is a testimony. If you are a ministry leader, by the way, God has given you a ministry. Friends, that is not a title. You know, that is a privilege. It is a responsibility. Amen. A high calling from the Lord. I want you to see here verse 2. All the leaders. Notice verse 3. Wherefore, all the, come on, help me here. All the, all the men. First, all the leaders were there. But notice in verse 3, all the men. Now, if you go to a lot of churches today, it was dominated by women. Now, thank God for the ministry of our ladies. But uh, where's the men? You know, this morning as I was looking, thank God we, you have great men here. A lot of men. We need more men. Amen? We need more fathers that will be leading their, their children, their, the family. And uh, we need more men. In 2 Timothy uh, you know the verse, 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul challenged them, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to, not just men, Paul says here, commit thou to faithful men. Oh, we need more men, amen? But more than that, we need faithful men. Faithful men. 
I thank God, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people when we were here, still here today. Faithful men. We need, faithful, we need faithfulness in their devotion. We need faithful men in their private life. We need faithful men that will be faithful in their homes. Faithful in their marriages. Faithful in their vows. Faithful when it comes to their children. Oh, we need faithful men, not only in their private life, but faithfulness in their public life, in the ministry, in the church attendance, in their worship, even in their workplace. Here the Bible mentions here not only all the leaders, but here all the men. I want you to see in verse 6. Verse 6, the Bible says here, also King Solomon in all the congregation. Verse 2, all the leaders. Verse 3, all the men. But in verse 6, all the congregation. Everyone has their part. One way of reverencing, showing respect to our God is by our presence, by our attendance. Amen? By our support, by our faithfulness. By our giving, someone said, church is, not a church is not something that you go to, but a family that you belong to. Yes, that, 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 that says a lot, amen? Church, family. Sometimes, you know, siblings that, you know, they, they, they don't get along. But I thank God in church, it's a different place. This is a family. I remember used to have that sign, right? Uh, it's a family church. I want you to see here, the Bible says in uh, verse 6, not only all the leaders, all the men, all the congregation, but notice in verse 6, also King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him before the ark, sacrificed sheep and oxen, which could not be told nor numbered for multitude. The whole congregation gave their sacrificial offering. And uh, giving us an act of worship. They brought the ark in verse 7. Speaks of the presence and the power of God. That, that ark of the covenant here speaks of the principle there is the Lord should be the central focus of all we do in the church. Amen. Today, if, uh, if you're here, if you're not saved, don't miss it. Thank God for all the celebration, but don't miss it. God brought you here for a purpose. God wants you to get saved. Friends, your religion will not make it to heaven. Your good works will not make it to heaven. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Amen. I want you to see, first of all, there's reverence. But secondly, I like it. Secondly, verse 12, there's rejoicing. There's praising. There's thanksgiving because the temple was finished. In verse 12, also the Levites, which were the singers, and all of them of Asaph and Heman and uh, Jedutan, with their sons, their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals, psalteries, harp, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them, 120 priests sounding the trumpet. And um, 
in verse 13, there's praising, thanking the Lord. The Bible encourages us, exhorts us, commands us to praise the Lord. Amen? Friends, Harvest, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Pacific Baptist Church, don't lose. Don't lose the shout. Amen? This, this, uh, this uh, temple here, you could see this temple here, this is not a dead church. They were praising the Lord. The Bible says in Psalms 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The Bible says, uh, uh, serve the Lord with gladness. The Bible said that uh, let the redeem of the Lord say so or speak up. Amen. Don't, don't lose the shout. You see, praise is the articulation of the adoring heart. When praise is given, uh, uh, when praise is given, you're giving a voice to the heart of worship. Uh, the Bible mentions here that uh, in verse 11 and verse 12, the priests and the Levites, usually the priests and the Levites, they are just inside the temple. But because this is a dedication, the focus here is to praise the Lord. Everything that we do, I mentioned this, it should be for the glory of God. Our worship, service, ministry, our labor, uh, not only worship, but there should be that praise. Uh, notice in verse 13, everyone was involved. Everyone was praising, verse, verse 13, it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers and all were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising, thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the, trump, the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, come on, read with me, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Then the house was filled with a cloud. Even the house of the Lord. I remember a story. There was a member in the church. He has a uh, he has a uh, different kind of amen. You know, people they have different kinds of amen. But this guy, that the church, you know, was annoyed because he has a triple amen. You know, so just like Kara, you know, triple amen. Uh, when the preacher starts to preach, he would say, Amen, 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 triple, every time, triple Amen. And so members keep on complaining about, you know, uh, they're annoyed, this is unrefined. So the deacon approached the guy. We have a guest speaker coming up, so I want you to be quiet. I will give you a new shoes. So sure enough, the preacher, that Sunday came, the preacher preached on the grace of God. You know, that uh, you and I are nothing. You know, we, we don't deserve anything. It was just by the grace and mercy of God. And then he preached on the blood. And so that guy, I mean, start, keeps on holding it. And then he preached on the cross. And then... He preached on Calvary. So he could not hold it anymore. He burst, started, 
he, he, uh, he started shouting, shoes or no shoes? Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> I'm saying, friends, don't lose the shout, amen? The benefits of praise. Praise will lift up your spirit. Praise will help you sense God's presence. By the way, in heaven, there's going to be a lot of praising. Amen? If you're not used to praising, you're not going to be, uh, uh, you're not going to be at home there in heaven. Uh, uh, praise helps us to remember God's blessings. Praise reminds us of who God is. And what he has done for us. Someone said in difficult moments we seek God. In quiet moments we worship God. In painful moments we trust God. In happy moments we praise God. But in every moment we thank God. We see there's uh, reverence. We see there's rejoicing. But lastly I want you to see here lastly. Lastly, verse 13 and 14, I want you to see there's righteousness. God revealed His righteous presence here. The people did right. Their worship was right. Their sacrifices was right. The heart was right. The spirit was right. The music, the praise was right. The service, the purpose was right. In verse 11, you see the last part there. We're not going to read the whole, but the Bible says sanctified. They were sanctified, set apart. They want to get right with God. So verse 12, 13, and 14 is the praising and the rejoicing. But it starts with verse 11. So the principle there, before the praising, before the rejoicing, there should be confessing and cleansing. And then in verse 13, the cloud filled the temple. The glory of God. God's people got right with God. And the Bible says here, the house was filled with cloud. This is the Shekinah glory of God. The same cloud that was with the people of God in the wilderness. This speaks of the divine presence this speaks of the visitation of the presence of the Lord. This speaks of the radiant outshining of His character. And um, God was giving approval to the people here. What an awesome place, amen? Uh, where you would feel God, the presence of God, you would hear God, experience the supernatural. In verse 14, I want you to see verse 14. So that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the clouds. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. His presence, his glory was so overwhelming. God took over the service. Amen. That's what we want. That's what we want. You know, we, we, we have programs. I understand that as a pastor. But friends, we want God to take over the service. Amen? And so here, God took over the service. I love that song. The spirit of the living God fall fresh on me. 
Oh, we need to feel that again. We need to feel the presence, the glory of God again. Before the mighty visitation from God, I want you to see here the people are united. They are one. They were giving God the first place. There's confession. There's praising. There's worshiping. There's thanksgiving. There's revival. They are in one accord. They are in harmony. They are right with God. The house of God was filled with the glory of God. You know, as I, as I close, last Sunday, uh, after I preached, we have a visitor, and uh, he, he was telling the story. We have this program in our church, you know, people, as people leave the church, we have a truck a day. So we set up seven tracks so people will pass one truck a day. And so uh, one of the members, I believe, passed it to uh, his co-workers at Target. And so uh, this guy just moved to Daly City. He got the truck. He's looking for a church. He came to church. He got saved. When I uh, was introduced to this guy, he said, Pastor, I love the service. He says, the, ch the church is alive and it's refreshing. That's the word that he said, it's refreshing. And the tracks that uh, was, was given to him is the tracks that we have, be refreshed. Church should be a place where you could be refreshed. Amen? I'm, I'm saying this because there's people out there, they're looking for a church where the touch of God is there, the spirit of God is there, the glory of God is there. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Pastor.